episode number 178, Camaro Summer Winding Down. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. And we have a special guest joining us again in the studio. Who are you, special guest? Manny Katakis. Hey, it's Manny back again from GMAuthority.com joining us here for like actually two episodes. This is going to be like one of two. Just just two. Just two. I'm Well, for now. I mean, Manny, you've been in the studio with us for qu- uh, quite a few times now, and we love having you. Part of GM Authority, one of the foremost uh, GM news outlets out there. And so we love having you as part of our ep- our, our episodes, and Heck we yeah. got some good stuff to talk about. Oh, man, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. So the first episode, which is going to be released you know, this week, this that week. you guys are listening to uh, for Sunday, and then uh, next week we have a special episode that we're going to be releasing for 179, mm-hmm. and it's going to kind of be a continuation of this episode. Um, but stay tuned. I would think that 179 is going to be on the side of breaking news. You, oh, yeah. you, you can say that we are actually talking about the Camaro Turbo 1LE. Oh, oh, oh. We can oh, say that. Just, we just, we can't go say, into detail. Can't go into detail on, until Thursday. Boom. You know, right away. Drop the mic. Nice. Nice. All right. So nobody's going to listen to the rest of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> But they'll, stay, but they'll have to stay tuned for next week. That's right. But we do, no, seriously, we do have some really cool stuff to talk about this episode. We're going to talk about, Chris, you were at Woodward 2018, which we, you and I used to go to every oh, year together, but course. since I moved to Studio South. Of course. Um, so you're going to give your impressions of that. We're going to talk about LS Fest coming down to my area of the country. Yes. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, so how about, how's about those horsepower wars? Yeah. How about they're them? Throwing, they're throwing all kinds of money at Camaros and Mustangs to see who responds, which which one responds the best to it. Uh, we got a voicemail. We got a message from a listener, a longtime and loyal listener that I happened to be having beers with last night. So mm-hmm. you know. Nice. And then we're going to talk a little bit about history of SLP. And, uh, well, I got I to gotta, I gotta say I'm surprised to see it. Um. For the Pontiac fans that just won't give up the ghost. No, never. A museum they won't give dedicated up. to your interest. Really? So, yeah. Yep. Okay. This came in, I think this came in under the radar, but uh, we're going to talk about it. And then whatever Manny wants to interject, because he is <laughs> the foremost authority on General Motors news. So Of course. Right. I'm, I'm the so, arbiter. <laughs> right. So, so both you guys were yes. at Woodward 2018, right? I was there. Were you no, there, Manny? No, I wasn't. I was... Uh, I was doing uh, fun things. I was going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was up north uh, in Escoda. Um, there was a there was an autocross event up there, and I normally I take my Volt. Not this time. I was co-driving a 1989 Honda Civic Si. What? Okay. And it's end of, end of episode. End of episode. <laughs> um, you know, I revoke my man card, etc. <laughs> 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 
No, this. Okay, so th- this is about as as close as you can get without uh, being a fully prepped race car. It's platable, um, no roll cage, and it had street tires. Other than that, this thing was as raw as you get. Every time I got in this car, I added twelve percent of the weight. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. It, this thing. Interesting. This, this went. It weighed just over uh, two thousand pounds. Wow. Yeah, Whoa. and and it probably Whoa. it probably came up to uh, like a height of a Corvette. Like okay. it, it it was very very low to the ground. You said Honda Civic Si, right? It's a Honda Civic Si, nineteen eighty nine okay. Civic Si. What's under the hood again? That little VTEC. The little okay. The VTEC. Yeah, did, yeah. You you did, did the VTEC kick in, yo? Oh, it kicked in, yo. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> So I don't know if, if if you guys have ever experienced a snap oversteer with a front wheel drive car, Mm-mm. but this was a thing that you basically had to modulate. We're basically like the the car. We're basically like it. it it's the reverse of driving uh, like a Camaro or a Corvette. Where basically you get that oversteer when you put your foot down, and then you get the car to rotate, and you can like point it in the direction you want. Where instead of putting your foot to the floor, you actually depending on how quickly you lift the throttle was how quickly the car would rotate. And this was stuff that like was completely foreign to me. You know, I can, I can drive modern cars pretty well, but this old civic front wheel drive low to the ground, cambered rear tires, just forget about it. It was, it was a different experience. Um, I, uh, I had a, I had this one, I had a good run. It was like, it was my last run. It it felt magical where everything was finally flowing Everything was, was like I was hitting all my marks, hitting all my marks, and eventually, I like I blinked, or like I flinched, or so, it was just that's all it took to get this car to get upset, and suddenly I was in, you know, I was off the line, and I was in like some some gravelly part of a pavement, and then all of the grip broke loose, and I just crashed into a bunch of cones. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so I, I kept was- I kept I kept going, I kept going, I finished. And my time, even after crashing after all those cones, was like, you know, two, three seconds off of uh, the owner, like, who who knows how to drive these cars really well, hmm. right off of his time. And I was just like, damn it. Like, that was that was the, that was that the was one. It. That was it. And, you know, it, it took me a while to, f- to figure the, that car out, uh, you know. And, you know, thanks again, Kevin, for, for letting me drive that thing. Uh, it was an unforgettable experience. Sweet. And, you know, I really want another shot at that car. I don't know if I'm going to get it because, you know, I I I think I messed up his tires pretty good because I definitely locked it up Uh-oh. in the section. <laughs> it was that was it was a it was it was a rough uh, long week, but I I did kind of you know hopefully create a sense of community up there. I I cooked, uh, I cooked food for everyone, barbecue, you know. Ooh, uh, ooh. You know, <laughs> at one point, some guys like, you're zesting a lemon in a Skoda. What do you like? We're we're in the middle of like an airfield. It's dark out, and we're we're like camping. It's just the fire. It's like, what do you do? Like, is that one place? Like, what are you doing? It's just like I don't like I don't care. Like, we don't need to go eat at McDonald's. Like, I'm, I'm bringing the food. We're gonna be okay. Like, let's have fun. So what you're trying to say is is that you, you were challenged by a Honda, and you want to complete that challenge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Boom! So boom! Boom! Nice. Interesting. Interesting. Because it's it's really hard for, you know, Chris and I to be diehard rear wheel drive American muscle guys to look at anything other than 
than that. True. You know, that's all we talk about. The, True. The Mustang, the Camaro, the Challenger. Well, don't get me wrong. That's my preference as well. It's just th- this. Well, this sure. this kind of opened my eyes, and 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 I was just like, it's a whole nother world, and and just like it made me realize like I can drive certain cars well. I can't. I can't just jump in and drive everything well, and that just made me realize like how much, how much more I've got to learn as a, as a competitive driver to to kind of get into like that, that that level uh, where you can just get any into anything and and drive it quick, um, you know. And I maybe I just need to read more books. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's interesting perspective, and uh, we're, we're Chris. We're always open to that. Of course, you know, of you know. course. That's why we talk about the Mustang and the Challenger and all of that good the stuff. The Kia, whatever, yeah, Snit or whatever it's called. Yeah. One more thing. But, uh, it had manual steering. Manual steering. And manual it did, steering. Really? It did. Wow. But what, because it was only two thousand pounds. Just you could you could really just you felt everything and it wasn't too uh, it wasn't too intense for me. But the thing was is I expected uh, the steering ratio to actually be a little sharper. It wasn't. You actually had to overemphasize like every input to where it felt like you were. It it almost felt like elastic, hmm. but but you or, or like that you were like twisting something. And but that's you, not yeah. an accident. That's a that's by design, right? Yeah, it's by design. When you when when the ratio gets like you know the effort gets lower, I think. But uh, you basically you want it shorter. You want it tighter because mm. then you're in. Your inputs can be more precise. Nice, but your effort increases. Nice, Manny. I think I think you're opening a doorway that we we all need to talk about in the future. Um, the Camaro needs while, manual steering. While you were <laughs> playing with the rice rockets, uh, Chris was at Woodward with American <laughs> Muscle. With um, American Muscle, let me let me tell you about a couple things. So I went directly to the Chevrolet section in Birmingham, right? Of course, the Triangle. Uh, yeah, the Triangle. So I, right. I got to Still see. There, you know, right? they, okay. yeah, they had a lot of trucks there. You know, the Silverados. Truck, they had, yeah. They had they had that. Um, I drove that too, actually. Cornhole. They're they're <laughs> doing cornhole. Oh. Um, wow. Um, the yeah, first thing, of course, times. I, I wanted to go to was was the new 2019 Camaros. Mm. So they had um, them there, and mm-hmm. of course, Al Oppenheiser was sitting over there. So I met up with Al, talked a bunch about the cars, BS about you know beer and stuff like that. <laughs> He's a great guy to talk and, about both. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, he had his own car. He was driving the 2019 convertible nice. that he had at uh, Camaro Fest. Got to check that out. As I haven't, well as I haven't actually. I haven't seen the 2019 convertible. I haven't seen it's it. Nice. Any, yeah? it's, it's nice. It's it really is. Um, the RS, the uh, of course the Turbo Four, the mm-hmm. the SS cars. They had them all there at Woodward. Um, I took lots of pictures, posted them on Facebook. Um, those things went out crazy, crazy shares. But let me tell you something else that I saw that got a lot. A lot of traction, a lot of comments, and that was the new 2019 Chevy Blazer. Okay, the the what? yes, okay. the, the 2019 ah, Chevy Blazer. Okay. There's a lot of people who really like the car, but don't think the name should be on the car. Yeah, or on the on the SUV. They're like, hey, nice Equinox with a Camaro front end. That's exactly what I was thinking. It should be an Equinox. <laughs> hey, whatever it is, I think it looks badass. It, I mean, I walked all around it. I took lots of pictures. People, I, I, I was watching it. Dude, people are sharing the hell out of that photo. You don't think yeah. it's overstyled? Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. I love it. I, I love it. I think I I, I like this. It looks sporty, but it's you're you're kind of getting catfished. Yes, I like the Camaro front end. So of course, meh. I think you definitely. I mean, look at the blazer. There's obvious like Camaro like uh, uh, inspiration. Absolutely, with the blazer, Absolutely. especially on the interior. Mm-hmm. Like the interior. I think overall, you have much. Chevrolet inspiration. Well, I it stems Leading from. Toward I, I think I think it stems from 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 Camaro. Um, I the blazer. It's the thing about it is that it looks very aggressive and very sporty, and it doesn't have the chops mm-hmm. to back it up. Yeah. I don't know if that's a better route than like looking as anonymous as it's going to drive because it's basically just a GMC Acadia with more rakish, you yeah, know, skin. That's true. True. And, and there's a, there was a lot of back and forth of, yeah, this is badass. This is, this is a Camaro SUV, but it should never be called a blazer. It's not a Camaro SUV. And, no. and, 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 and frankly, I know because there's no, the, there's yeah. no power plant behind it. There's no power plant behind it. And, and the, the, the drivetrain is in the wrong place, and you know I've in the in in the other direction. I've had you know I this might just be like the you know the kid in me talking, but I I my first two cars were Blazers, and they were both you know their body on frame SUVs. Mm-hmm. They kind of had like mm-hmm. that, that that go anywhere sort of like Absolutely. that rugged mentality, and you even go back like you know the K five Blazer, which is the Blazer that everyone is sort of oh my like, god res- you can't find one now for like no. south of 80 grand you nope 80 grand for oh, yeah like a, a mint condition one for sure oh, yeah they're they're super expensive they've appreciated wow. like crazy and like that's the blazer that people like remember that's the blazer that everyone recognizes and yeah it's the size of a tahoe now yeah it, sure. had, it had two doors and that's probably not a practical layout but they're like that's not the point the point is the rugged going everywhere like suv and you know you're not going to get that from a front wheel drive unibody crossover. I don't care how well or or how aggressively sound. There's and blue- that's what the Blazer, the new Blazer, does not have. You know, I my first my my it, first two trucks were both S10s. I had a nice. 93 S10 and a 96 S10 ZR2, and I loved them. And the S10 Blazer was also great. Well, you know, you know, what, you know what bugs me is that they've got the Colorado here. It's a midsize body on frame. Pickup Mid. truck. There's the Mid, there's that global large. there's that global trailblazer that sold globally. Or, I yeah. said that twice. Um, we don't get it. Global trees are closer. <laughs> uh, so we don't get it. But like that is that is that platform that is that size. I think that would really resonate with a lot of people. Like if you want to attract the uh, the 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 off grid REI moose jaw crowd, <laughs> that that's what you got to do. You're not going to get it from a front-wheel drive unibody nope. crossover. What, what, what about the 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 millennial? The the same thing. Same the per, the person who doesn't have that history of the Blazer. They're just coming in. I'm a millennial, looking. and I, I have a history of the Blazer. Wow! Wow! Burning a fire. Um. <laughs> That's that. I mean, I think I think a lot of I think a lot of people my age are definitely going to remember the Blazer, and they're going to remember cars like S10 and the Ranger, Ford wow. Ranger mm-hmm. Two. Um, you know. As a lot of us I weren't agree. born yesterday, a lot of us act like we were born yesterday, but a lot of us weren't. Um, especially I, I just, Chris and I. Yeah, especially you and we're Chris. Old. <laughs> you we old. get knowledge and wisdom. Uh, so, so, so we're, we're getting so far off track; it's unbelievable. <laughs> Chris, coming up next, the blazer, the, the blazer, like it, the blazer show. Manny, your point here 
is that it doesn't carry the, the heritage in the name, and it should be called the Equinox no, uh, not not Equinox. It is a d- different size, different segment. Like th- this fits squarely in between Traverse and, and Equinox, yeah. and this was a big, big gap in, in in their in their strategy that they absolutely needed to to fill. I just don't know why they called it Blazer. It, why I don't like why couldn't they call it anything else? And the thing is, and like this is kind of this weird sort of lazy naming strategy that's. Kind of perpetuating a Chevrolet, like what, like what is like Bolt EV? Like you had Volt, you had to call something Bolt, like that. <laughs> yeah, I got a Chevrolet Bolt. Like, did you say Volt, sir, or or, or no, Bolt? No, I said Bolt. Oh, oh, oh. Bolt, really? Bolt? Is that, is I want to buy a new Bolt. Is, is that the plug-in hatchback? That's Bolt. Oh, is that the other plug-in hatchback? All right, I'm going to Ford. <laughs> right, Chris, would you buy the new Blazer? Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't care what name they put on that thing. You got an Equinox Redline outside, so I do. That's, yeah, Manny. You totally buy stands, one. Would you buy a new Blazer? No, I'm also not in the market. Okay, what if they put a five three V eight and it made it all wheel drive? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, that. Okay, I know the architecture can't support it. You know so. where I'm going with this one. <laughs> but Chris yeah. and I both had Trailblazer SSs. We yes. missed them terribly. Yes, Manny, in in your crystal ball, do you think that you could see this Blazer turning into an all wheel drive or even a rear wheel drive, but still a performance, nope. a, a serious nope. performance? Very nope. Nope. We can't have nice things. You don't. You don't. You don't <laughs> nope. see that ever in the nope. future of this of nope. this platform. Not nope. No, sir. Then why are we talking about it? Uh, <laughs> because of what because, it needs to be. Because it's beauty. Because it, we know that people at GM are listening, and that the, they well, they you know, know that if they if they want a performance SUV, they actually have to commit to one. Bring back the Cyclone. Ooh, bring yeah. back Ooh. Bring back bring back bring something black. Uh, back to black. Black black black. So Chris, you'd buy one because you're a family guy and. And you're Peter and, Griffin and, and all that, and because it, it because it looks, it, it looks does. badass, it looks dude. It looks good. I don't care that it's got the Blazer name on it. So, just to kind of inter- not interject you too much, but uh, I wrote something recently that took off like wildfire. I know it was like on a Friday night. And I was just like, I'm just gonna write this. And okay, write. <laughs> it's something like you know twenty thousand views later, whatever. It was just it was crazy. It was just like. 10, 10 vehicles that need that Chevy vehicles, Chevy vehicles and these successors. The first one was the K5 Blazer. Okay. The second was the Cobalt SS. Okay. Uh, mm, good point. Yeah. Mm. The third was the S10 because, frankly, the yep. Colorado is too big. Um, Agreed. The fourth was the Astro. I think that the Astro. Chevy, 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 Astro, Astro, <laughs> Astro. So I don't know. That if was, you, I don't that know was the commercial. I don't yeah. know if you guys saw the Volkswagen has a, a van. It's called the T6 California. Yep. It, it it's literally looks like an Astro. Like it's that same profile. Damn everything. right it does. It, but but it's a camper van. And I'm just like, there are so many people that are like living in vans and, and crap right, right now and, and that are going off grid and overlanding and, and everything. It's just the Astro is the perfect platform for that. Um, the Chevy Tracker. I think that would have been perfect now when you have. Uh, Ford coming up with this uh, f- Bronco and baby Bronco strategy where you have this sort of like this midsize body on frame SUV, which the Blazer should be. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, too, is like, you know, Ford's committing to it off road, you know, oriented off road performance with the Bronco and then for, uh, Chevy, which 
the blazer was a competitive marquee is going this very pedestrian route. Mm. Uh, now tracker tracker would be that baby bronco fighter, uh, and then the number six Chevy Avalanche. Avalanche. Um, I can't. Avalanche. There are so many people that love that truck that the, you you can't stop getting the emails. You can't yeah. stop getting the comments of just people are saying bring back the Avalanche, uh, the Chevy Chevelle. I think as a mm. oh my god, we've been hearing about that for years. Well, as a as a. Um, it doesn't necessarily. I mean, take the charger route. Don't do the big. Ugh, I know. Don't, don't do the big coupe, but do the yeah. charger route. Um, Trailblazer SS. Oh yes, oh, absolutely. Yes. One of my favorite vehicles I've ever owned yes. in my life. Yes, absolutely. I loved it. But you didn't not, love the gas mileage. You're not going. <laughs> you're not. You're never going to see that with the Blazer SS. I just. Chris, not, kick him out of the studio. It's not there. <laughs> it's just not there, guys. Like the, I know. The I know. The, 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 the architecture doesn't support it. Well, it's it, no the architecture can support it. You could Man. do an all-wheel drive twin turbo V6, but it's yeah, not going to be cost. it's not going to be that that muscly, you know, angry SUV that people are stealing. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. angry. Yep. It's angry. Uh Silverado SS, absolutely. Nice. Um and also uh I think that a front-engined Corvette needs to find a a future. I think that needs I think that needs to happen because you're gonna with the direction that they so you know vehemently uh say isn't happening, I don't I see a lot of people being attracted to that vehicle and I also see a lot of people being alienated from that. And I, I think that uh with a front engine car it's it's actually I think it's gonna be e- I think it's gonna be easier to get in and out of. Um and I think that it's also gonna be a lot cheaper. So when you're the best-selling sports car in America, it's largely because of the value proposition. Um, let me let me just say something here. Yeah. Yes. What we should do is not drink before we do this episode. <laughs> what, what what do you mean? What are you talking about? Because we are all over the map. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, dear listener, yeah. So when when so, Chris and so Mandy this and I is get an together, episode of Gears and Beers, everybody. <laughs> right, right. We when we get together, we we talk for like two to three hours before we do this episode. Literally hours. two hours. We start drinking, we start talking, and then next thing you know, we just hit the record button, and here we go. Well, hey, yeah. Jason, let's go over what we've been drinking today. <laughs> what, what, Jason, what have you, what do you got in in, in Studio South? Well, my, uh, my wife made a terrible mistake of, of showing me how to make low-cal, low-carb margaritas, and uh, they're exceptionally tasty. Okay. That's what I've been drinking today, although nice. I do have some chilled M43 Ooh, oh, in the fridge. Oh, nice. Bless you. Nice. I know. I'm saving those for special occasions. Nice. Like when Manny's not in the studio. <laughs> um, Chris, what you drinking? What, what are you guys drinking? You guys are drinking something even well, more It's special not what we've been drinking. It's what we drank. And we went oh, through. It's, it's already done. We went through three bombers, sir. Oh my yes. god! Three bombers. You guys, you guys drank like two hundred dollars of the beer. Mm, at least, the, a, at least a hundred on the secondary market. Black, I, I, I would say black little... market. It's a hundred dollars. Oh man! So so two. Uh, I brought over two uh, bombers from Three Floyds. This is a Gorsch Fock. Uh, it is a German style Helles Lager. Um, absolutely Pretty delicious. Tasty. So good! It's one of the best lagers I've I've ever had, and then we've got uh, Apocalypse Cow, which is oh. also from Three Floyds. It's a double IPA with lactose. 
which uh, again, it, 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 if anything, it gives you kind of like a sticky finish at the end, but otherwise you you don't really notice. And then, oh, oh yes, this is this is this is something that came out, came back, I should say, this past December, CBS. So this is oh, by yeah. Founders uh, Canadian Breakfast Stout, which is an imperial stout brewed with chocolate and coffee, aged in a maple syrup bourbon barrel. Now here's the thing: I am a I like my man. beer to taste like beer. I don't mind citrus in my beer, but I don't want fruit or coffee or chocolate or fish or anything weird in, in it. Sure. I don't want any of that shit. Why not? But uh, because it's beers should be beer. Beer should be hot. Well, this in, is a, in, a beer. In, in citrus. End of story. So, so they roasted the, the malt cellar. more than you care to, whatever, to whatever. drink it. I go down to the beer cellar, and it turns out they had a they had a keg of CBS. Keg. And they were just waiting to crack whenever the heck they felt like it. <sighs> right alongside Hop Slam. And this was this is we're talking late Months. April. Yeah, so Hop Slam comes out in January. That's right. That's right. They had they had a, a keg of Hop Slam and a keg of CBS. And I had them on draft both in the same day. Nice. Down here in Studio, Studio South. Nice. And I'll tell you what, even though I don't like anything but citrus in my in my IPAs, that CBS is good stuff. It is very good stuff. It's very good. It's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you, do you, you want to do, do an email and then a voicemail? Yeah, because we, we keep talking, we're going to run out of time. Okay. We got a voice. Look, you, want it, we, you want me to start with the email? Yeah. All right, so kind of funny since we're talking about drinking. Last night, like less than 24 <laughs> hours ago, I was drinking with a guy named Kevin Morton who lives very close to you, Chris. Yeah. But I met him at Camaro Fest, and then he was down here on business um, here in Nashville. So I had a couple drinks with him, and we chatted it up, and he's just a super cool guy, great Camaro enthusiast, which is important. And he dropped us an uh, email right after I hung out with him. He said, hey. Wanted to contribute, but unsure of cell signal, so this is the next best thing. I think he, he sent this through our Facebook, right? Right, yep. He said, had such a great time in Tennessee this week. Walked into my hotel, and there's a 69 Yanko Camaro display in the lobby. And that was in Hendersonville, where I used to work. It's about 10 miles from where I live. Wow. Uh, original 69 Yanko. Got to drink some strange beer and do a little bar trivia with Jason and his wife, who happens to be a fellow Chippewa Valley alum. All while pounding the snot out of, out of a 2018 SS to the tune of 1,400 miles for the week, while averaging a best of 31.2 miles per gallon, which leads me to a topic recently covered: gas mileage. Check the photo I'm attaching, and he did attach the photo. Uh, notice what the cruise control has been stuck at for the past hour, and I still managed to get 28.5 miles to the gallon. And that picture is, uh. We're 87 miles an hour. <laughs> He's doing 87 miles an hour for an hour and still getting 28.5 miles to the gallon. I remember the best I ever got on my Trailblazer SS was 16.2. <laughs> okay. It leads me to believe that the people bitching about the miles per gallon of the Camaro do not own one. Like Al said many times, people buy a Camaro because you want a Camaro, not because you need a car. Over the past year, I've driven seven different SSs for work, logging in right around 30,000 miles. The first one I had for two weeks in Florida, I just got to see what the hype was about, and man, it did not disappoint. Then I got the next one over a month to see if it would be everyday practical and economical to drive sometimes 800 to 1,500 miles a week. 
I've logged as many as 2,700 miles in a week comfortably, powerful with the fuel economy. You can't beat it when the road gets boring. Turn on the track setting, drop into a lower gear, lower gear putting that LT at about 4,500 RPM, hammer down, and just start passing cars. After about 15 minutes at license losing speeds, you're good to go for the next 100 miles. Ha-ha! This, this continues. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing recently discussed on the show... <laughs> How the challenger is taking market share. I got to I gotta call out BS that they're gaining market share because of such a great car or such a great advertising gimmick. Manny, mm. he's, <laughs> he's talking to you. Mm. I've driven challengers, and out of all the modern-day pony cars, I'll say this. You want the true, tried and true, old-school muscle car vibe challengers. Your car, it's got it. A modern, a, uh, a modern twist on 70s looks power, but unfortunately... It still handles just like a 70 Challenger with those, quote, great interiors and, quote, quality Chrysler's known for. Manny, your rebuttal. <laughs> He's not wrong. Okay. The reason Challengers are, are gaining market share is because of the incentives lease programs and True. Chrysler's financing is the equivalent of Bank of America and Fannie Mae when it comes to an auto financing. You got a job and down payment? Here you go. This 392 Hemi is yours. I bet they'd even sell you a car without a driver's license, just an official state ID. Manny, rebuttal. He's not wrong. <laughs> okay. This is also how Kia is racking up such market share. And if you notice the ads, you got really good credit. They won't only give you a one car. They'll give you two. Buy one very high-end overpriced car. And they'll throw in one of those little shitty economy cars for free. Manny, rebuttal. Also not wrong. <laughs> okay, great. He ends with, well, that's enough. <laughs> and it still leaves me owing you a beer, Chris. Yeah. How yeah. is it that a guy that lives within three miles of me, I never see, but I managed to... Well, he said hook up. I don't know what he's meaning by that. But oh, uh, oh. hang out with Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to take it personal. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Keep recording. I'll keep listening, Kevin. Kevin, it was really great to hang out with you. Trivia night. Three Crows in East Nashville So what last I got night. was you, you got a personal hookup two miles away. I don't. Chris does. No, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at Chris when I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Great. So, yeah. So, <laughs> Kevin's a good guy. Um, he's a, definitely awesome. a Camaro enthusiast. And he... Uh, <laughs> he's put some miles on some Camaros and it sounds like he's kind of putting the wood to them. Yeah. Well, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris too. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, this, this, this Yanko that was in the lobby of the Hendersonville hotel that, what the heck? Had I, that's 10 miles away from me. Had I known that was there, I would have went and saw it myself. Just but uh, yeah, he, he's doing eight, seven miles an hour on cruise control and getting 28.5 uh, thirty-one point two miles per gallon. That's uh, like a, what a gen, a gen five, gen six Yanko, or the six. old ones? No, it's a first gen Yanko. Yeah. Oh, a real oh, wow! Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. With a Goodyear poly glass or whatever tires and all that shit. Dang. I mean, shoot with two O's. Dang. Well, thank you, Kevin, for that for that message. Good and guy yes, to hang we, out with. And, yeah, and thanks, yes, Kevin. We will. We will. Manny get a doesn't beer like you, Kevin. His, he he does owe me a beer. Well, yeah. Go on. Sorry, Chris. I'm, so. I'm you know you know what Manny at least you said he wasn't wrong and well, uh, yeah, it was it's, it's not that it's just that that's not entirely the point the point is the core market wants just the straight line speed horsepower Vanilla? monsters horsepower monsters and the the company that's been doing that right now is is Dodge you know when you've got you've got Hellcat you've got Hellcat Red Eye you know 780 780 horsepower 
840 horsepower, 707 horsepower. Demon. Uh, and now, and now Ford, I don't know if you guys saw the GT500 specs yeah. mm-hmm. allegedly leaked today. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Something, uh, what is it, 720 horsepower yeah. or something like that. Uh, you know, just, just, uh, just ahead of, um, of the, of the Hellcat and obviously a lot lighter, um, a, a let, you know, assumingly a lot lighter. Still useless <clears throat> power. It's not. <laughs> it's not. How are they going to put that down? How do they put that down? Real racing, bro. That's it. Like you got don't don't overthink this. It's it's roll racing. It's light to lights. It's Texas Mile. You know it it it's that stuff. It's that easy. My neighbor is it's the easy cheap thrill stuff. Fourteen hundred horsepower Shelby, Mm -hmm. and he just put an automatic transmission in it because he's tired of shifting gears, and he put a new blower on it, did this and that and the other thing, and that's all he does. He's gone to Texas. He's been on 1320. He's a good guy. Mm. He's a good old boy. And mm. you're absolutely right. Roll racing. That's and it, it not even like committing to entering an actual like thing like Texas Mile. Just just the light to light stuff. Or just showing up and just be like knowing that your car from the factory has 700 horsepower. Yeah. I saw th- I was at Pastiners a couple of weeks ago. I saw three Dodge Demons. I didn't see any zero ones. <laughs> Hmm. It's just it's it's that it's, and you've got the tuning community that has seen this weird spike in saying that oh I want my car to be faster than a demon it's not I want my car to be faster than Shelby it's not I want my car faster than a Camaro it's demon it's it whether or not it's it, it's just a marketing gimmick sure but it's working mm-hmm. it's really and working and as a automotive business that's what's important. Mm. True. Cool. Cool. Kevin, good to hang out with you. Thanks Thank you. you for uh, calling Manny out because he deserves it. <laughs> and uh, no, seriously, yeah. it's, dialogue is great. Yeah. If you so. guys want to want to get a voicemail, email in. Here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. One more voicemail. I think it's a really quick voicemail. All right, here we go. Hey, Chris and Jason, I'm Charlie one 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 here. Will I miss the homeland system? No. Bye. <laughs> quick. The shortest and sweetest voicemail we've ever received in the history of the show. And and and, and that is from last week's show where we read on GMAuthority.com that the 2019 Camaro will no longer include the HomeLink system. Uh, garage door opener. Garage he door care. opener. He doesn't care. <laughs> Manny, uh, Manny, counterpoint. I have none. Uh, okay, he's, he's right. You I don't care I, either. No, I, I don't care. But they have been around for almost like twenty years. Yeah, and I've never used it once. Right. Yeah. So it's nice. not like they don't know what they're doing. I mean, there's nice. there's another discussion to be had is of like whether or not cars are over contented. That's true. Oh, I think so. That's so. true. We, we we had this whole conversation last week about mm-hmm. security for mm-hmm. the car. Mm-hmm. You know, is that home link? Uh, is that is that um, you know, if you got it outside your garage and someone busts out your window and hits that button, yeah, during the garage, there it goes. Yeah. Well, even uh, uh, GM's sort of like uh, their their Silicon Valley autonomous firm, Cruise Automation. Mm-hmm. They they they've came up and they said. Uh, that decontenting the cars makes them safer. 
and that taking away Bluetooth, taking away the Wi-Fi, and 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 all this pizzazz, uh, you know, you're not gonna, no one's gonna hack a 1967. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They can with a screwdriver. With with a <laughs> that they have a with different a, word for that. Yeah, jacking, <laughs> sure, ganking. Okay. Yeah, cool. it's just it, it it it. I mean, it's still you know some unless you're unless you're using a laptop as a as a as a blunt object battering ram, it's 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 useless for uh for breaking into a car yeah. or making yeah. the car do something Crazy. that you want it to do. Crazy. You Crazy. know what? I've I've been driving my daily driver. It's a 2012 Jeep Grand Cherokee. For ever since I bought it new, and there's features on that that I still have never, ever used, and I probably never will. Like what? Hill descent. Hill descent. Yeah, oh. like if I'm towing a big old boat no, or something like no. that that I don't even own, there's a button right there on my center console that says, hey, regulate the speed when you're going down a hill, when you're hauling something you probably freaking shouldn't. I thought hill descent was when you're just off-roading and going down slowly. That shows you how much I've used it. <laughs> I don't know. Not at all. You might be right, and I don't know. Well, maybe you should go off-roading in Tennessee. There's great trails out there. Yeah, I know. I've got lift kit and off-road tires and all that shit. But Oh, uh, you're a poser. It's a mall crawler. <laughs> mall crawler. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely uh, perfect. Well, 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 that's the voicemails. That's the emails um, for this episode. Yeah, but but it might have been scattered. It might have been a little weird, but we got a big show for you afterward because oh, yeah. why? Oh, Manny's, yeah. Manny's here for not only just BSing, but he's got some informational news here. Manny, Manny what's Manny, up? What's, can you what's tease, in the next episode? Can you tease the next episode? Right. The 2019 Chevrolet Camaro Turbo One LE. Oh, oh, oh! This is something that I've been wanting. To I hear drove about. it on the racetrack. Oh, oh, oh! This is what I've been wanting to hear about ever since they announced that two-liter yes. turbo. Yes. I want to know what this thing is capable of. I want to yes. know how it feels, how it drives. I mean, I drove the two-liter turbo uh, Spring Mountain mm-hmm. two years ago. Mm-hmm. Was it two years ago? When they announced those... that might have even been the, the the last the last time I I drove one. Yeah. Um, but you drove it again. Well, in one LE fashion. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, so, Chris, when you drove it, yes. Did you just drive it? No. Or did you drive it? Oh, I drove it. So, so what you we had to do? To we had to drive a fifth gen. We had to drive a fifth gen V six car first, and then they made us drive a Mustang. Uh, oh, EcoBoost car. Why? And then, no. then, then they put us in the turbo, the turbo four. That was at Spring Mountain two years ago. But if you stay tuned uh, next week's show, guys, um, we're gonna hear Manny putting the wood to it. Putting the wood to it. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. put the wood to it, Manny? I did. Ooh. All right, mm. you gotta tune in next week. Tune in next week. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!